never know. We never know. Little is much when God is in it. <laughs> Amen. Well, we want to get right into our study again tonight, since tonight's the last night. Amen. Of this lesson. Amen. We've been talking about overcoming t- temptation. And James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. <laughs> Amen. Count it all joy. Get excited. <laughs> Jump, leap for joy. <laughs> Amen. Count it all joy. Amen. So we were talking last week a little bit about ways to overcome uh, our temptation of discouragement. And, you know, I went back and I was looking over these and I was studying these and again and you know, and the thing that just kept jumping out at me was preparation. Preparation, you know, is, is to be ready for those unexpected times. And, you know, and that's the key is getting ready before things come into our lives, preparing ourselves, praying, reading the Word of God. As Jude says, building up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because you want to keep your relationship close with God. You want to be tight, you know, with God. You, you want to, you want your faith to be strong. You want to keep doing those things that build your faith. Faith comes by hearing. It comes by hearing the Word of God. Amen. We have to study the Word of God and begin to apply uh, the Word of God. We've, we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And, you know, I was telling my wife the other day, I was reading in, through First Kings, and, and one of my goals this year is uh, in my study and preparation process is I am looking at the Greek and Hebrew of all these people's names and seeing what they mean. You know, and so the other day I took, I think it was First Kings 15 or 16, one of them, and, and I took all the names and I put what they actually meant in the passage, and then I read the passage of Scripture, and it brought out a whole different meaning uh, of how the Scripture uh, looks, you know, because some people's names meant wicked and evil, and some meant favorable, and some meant Jehovah is God, some meant Jehovah is here. And so when you put those names in there, you start reading it, man. It's almost like reading a novel, and it just jumps right out at you and bring a more clarity uh, to you. So all this is part of getting that preparation. Amen. So that when afflictions and discouragement and things that the enemy will throw at you come... You are ready. Your shield of faith is ready. You keep your shield up. Amen. Because it protects you from every dart that the enemy casts upon you. Amen. So tonight, we want to look at how to overcome the temptation of affliction. The temptation of affliction. Amen. Paul, I mean, David writing in the Psalms, that Psalm we was just singing, uh, great, uh, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Verse 19 in that same chapter of Psalms 34 said, Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord deliver him out of them all. Notice promises. Many of the afflictions are the affliction of the righteous. In other words, things are going to come against you. Many afflictions are going to come against you. He says, but don't worry. God is going to deliver you out of them all. So just hang in there. Amen. 
all, all, all of them is going to be, you know, dealt with. They're going to all come to an end. God is with you. I, you got exceeding precious promises from God. I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. Amen. And we have to cling to the promises that God gives to us. For some folks, the afflictions may come in the form of physical illness or injury. For others, may be in the realm of finances, which, while others will face issue requiring deliverance. And you will need the manifest power of God to overcome whatever they are facing. That's why you got to build up yourself on your most holy faith. Amen. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You need a double dose of the Holy Ghost every day. Amen. It's power. It's strength. Amen. It brings to your mind what you need to do when you're going through things. You don't want to not, you do not want to not have the wisdom of God when you are facing things in your life. You need the wisdom of God to be able to operate. How do I deal with this situation? How do I do, deal with this circumstance? Do I wait upon God? Do I go to someone else? Do I lean to my own understanding? You need to have the wisdom of God how to deal with everything you face in life. Amen. From your own personal situation, a family situation, or on the job situation, wherever the afflictions are coming from, you need to be able to have the wisdom of God to be able to deal with them. Amen. So uh, Jude tells us, amen, that first of all, he says, keep yourself in the love of God. How do we stay in the love of God? Yeah, we go to church. But how do we stay? What does it mean? Keep yourself in the love of God. What do you think that means? Keep yourself in the love of God. Maintain your relationship. Amen. You're in love with God. You're married to God. you baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you have to keep that relationship. This is why Paul says in Romans 8, it's kind of like a question when you look at Romans 8, at the end of chapter 8, he says in verse 35, he says, Who shall separate me from the love of God, or the love of Christ, right? Who shall separate? Shall tribulations, shall distress, or persecution? or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. He says, nay. He says, you know, he says, we're killed as, counted as sheep all day long, right? We're counted as sheep to the slaughter. He says, no, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. For God so loved the world, amen, that he gave, amen. So nothing should be able to separate you from God's love. When you think of what God has done for you, nothing should come between you and Him. That relationship should be intact. This is why when you look at Romans 6, you die to Christ. You are buried with Him by baptism. You are in Him. Amen. And He's in you. And so therefore, your relationship should be intact with Him. Nothing should be able to separate you from God's love. See? You think about what He's done for you. You think about Calvary. You think about the blood of Jesus. What He did. He didn't have to do it. But what He did should cause you to realize His love for you. The Bible says He first loved us. 
You know, Paul says, while I was yet in sin, Christ died for me. So I need to keep my love relationship with him strong. Amen. Nothing should be able to separate us from the love of God. Amen. If I walk in Christ, I means I love him. Amen. I want to love him more and more. My affliction should not drive me away from God. They should draw me closer to God. A lot of people, because they don't have the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God and has not prepared before the afflictions and things come, what do they do when they come? They turn to the world. See, they go for the, to the world for their answers instead of back to the one that they love, should love, Christ. Amen. Jesus says the children of this world is more wiser than the children of light. Because people in the world got problems where they go. They go to church. <laughs> and people in the church got problems, they head to the world. You know, that shouldn't be. See, you should draw closer. You lean to him. You lean on his everlasting arm. You put your trust in him. Amen. But beloved, remember ye the words, Paul Jude said, which were spoken before of the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you that there should be markers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separated themselves, sensual, not having not the spirit. But you, beloved, build up yourself. Build up yourself. Amen. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Amen. Get up. Amen. Stand up. Gird up your loins, as the Lord told Job, like a man. Stand up. Quit yourself, Paul says, 1 Corinthians 16. Like a man. Act mature. Act spiritually. The real deal. Amen. Keep yourself in his love. Don't purpose in your heart. Like I said last week. Purpose in your heart. You're not going to let discouragement come in your life. Purpose in your heart. You're not going to let affliction stop you from serving God. Amen. That's why Paul, when you read 2 Corinthians uh, uh, 12, Paul wanted his thorn taken out of his flesh. Right? He says, I sought the Lord three times to remove this thorn out of my flesh. He says, but the Lord told me my grace is sufficient for you, for your strength is made perfect in weakness. And so Paul says, that's the case. I'm going to glory, what? In my infirmities. You know, if God ain't going to remove it, I'm still going to magnify God while I'm going through what I'm going through. Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my love relationship to him is more than other things that I'm going through in my life. Amen. Because I know he has my best interests at heart, and I know that all of these things shall come to the end. I'm told to not cast away my confidence. Why? Because it has great recompense of reward. Amen. We have an anchor of hope, which is both sure and steadfast, which is entering into the veil. Amen. Even Jesus and made a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. So therefore, I can't allow anything to pull me from that that I love. Amen. Sometimes you might think, well, I need to cash this one in. No, you love. His death do his part. Amen. That's why they used to say when you got married, you promised to love, honor, and cherish the death do your part. Well, we died to Christ. We should be that same way. To death do his part.
Amen. Number two, don't consider what you're going through or will go through as being strange. Amen. Don't consider, oh man, what is going on here? What is happening in my life? Amen. You shouldn't think it's strange when it pops up. You know, even Job says, man, the things which I greatly feared has come upon me. He had heard about them. You've heard about it already. You know if you've read the scripture, the things are going to happen. So therefore, you prepare, you prepare, you plan, you get ahead of the game. You build up yourself, the Word of God, you study, you prepare, you get yourself a scripture that you can hang on to. When you look at Acts 27, when the storm broke the ship into pieces at the end of the chapter, how did they all get to shore? On broken pieces of the ship. It became a life preserver. Amen. For them. Isn't it amazing some of the things you can get a hold of that won't sink like a, a limb in the water that can serve as a life preserver, a piece of wood, you know, even your coat, your shirt. You, you, the military teach you how to take your pants off and turn it into a life preserver. You know, all kinds of stuff. You take your shirt and go up and get some air on it and pull it down over the water. And if the air underneath the, it in the water will pop it up just like a life preserver. You just hold on to it under the bottom and you, and you can save yourself. You know? And so this is what we need to do. Get a favorite scripture. And no matter, just keep quoting it to yourself when you're going through things. Does not, he says in Isaiah 55, my word will not return void, but will accomplish that I please it and prosper where I sent it. Amen. So what is your favorite scripture? Hold on to it. Amen. Don't let it go so that, you know, sing the song, sing the hymn, sing to yourself psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. So don't think things strange. Don't say, man, where in the world is this coming from? Why am I going through this? You know, but when it hits, just keep worshiping. Just keep praising God. You know, put the enemy behind you. As Jesus told Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. You have to prepare yourself. Beloved, think you not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice in that as much as you are a partaker of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit and glory of God rest upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of. But on your part, he is glorified. What a scripture. Amen. First Peter 4, 12 through 14. Don't think it's strange. Get into rejoicing. Have a habit of rejoicing over the things so that you are not downtrodden, so you are not despondent and lose your hope and faith. Amen. No matter what happens, see the good in it somehow. You've got to be able to see the good in all that comes. They gave because it's got to have a purpose and, a pr- and and for your life, Amen. Praise God. So don't think things strange when the afflictions when they start coming into your life. Number three, seek God for wisdom, Amen. I need to know where the affliction is coming from. I talk to God. I I I get with Him, Amen. You know. What is causing this affliction? You look at Isaiah 38, Hezekiah's affliction because he wasn't doing what God told him to do. God told Isaiah, go tell him to set his house in order. You know, 
He was, the Bible says he was sick unto death. You know, but what did he do? Once he got the, the, the news, he turned his face to the wall and he began to pray and began to seek God. And God gave him an extra 15 years in his life. Amen. So you got to know why is my affliction because I'm not doing what God is asking me to do. I need to know these things. You know, sometimes God will give us wake-up calls. Sometimes He will allow things to happen to get our hearts right so that we can see that we're not aligned with what He wants us to do. We need the wisdom of God. James says, if any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God to give it all man liberally and embrace it not, he should be given unto him. Amen. God, God wants you to know why you're going through what you're going through. He wants you to know what's happening in your life. Amen. He, he, he don't want you to be ignorant and dumb. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brother. Amen. We need the wisdom of God in these, these days. We need to be able to discern the Spirit of God and the things that God is doing. We need the wisdom of God. Amen. So that when we're going through things, amen, we can endure as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy uh, 4, 5, and, uh, I meant 2, and, and 5, endure. Second Timothy 4, 5, he tells Timothy, endure hardness. Amen. Endure afflictions. My goodness. But watch down all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. Amen. Watch in all things. Be alert. Now is not the time to sleep. Amen. Matter of fact, Paul says it's time to wake out of sleep. For our salvation is nearer than when we believe. Amen. So we need to wake up. Amen. And realize that things are going to happen Things that's going to come. What we see taking place in the world today should not be even to take us, have us worried. A lot of people wear it. You know, we should be rejoicing. Lord's coming. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, when all these things come upon earth, he said, look up. Because your redemption is drawing nigh. Amen. So we need the wisdom of these things. Amen. If any man like wisdom. Amen. We should have the book of Proverbs down pat in our lives. Amen. The book of wisdom should be running rampant. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all that getting. Get an understanding. Amen. Know why you're doing what you're doing. Know why you're going through what you're going through. Amen. Have a little talk with Jesus. He'll make it all right. Amen. He'll reveal. Number four, know that His grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Because your strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Your strength is made perfect in weakness. Because you turn to God. You depend upon God. Amen. And He will give strength. He will give power to the weak and the faint-hearted. Amen. Number five, keep your mind stayed on Christ. Amen. Isaiah says, He'll keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Him because you trust in Him. Trust in the Lord Jehovah. For the Lord Jehovah is an everlasting strength. Amen. You've got to have your strength. You've got to keep your strength strong. Amen. The devil wants to wear you out. Remember Daniel 7.25? He shall speak great words against the Most High and try to wear out the saints of the Most High. But if you keep yourself in the love of God, if you stay close to God, if you have a solid prayer life, a started devotion life, you will have the strength to carry you through what you're going through. 
Amen. His strength is always made perfect in our weakness. Amen. He will give power to the faint. Amen. Keep your mind stayed upon Christ. Keep your mind on where you're going. Keep your mind where the mission you're being asked to do. Amen. Fret not, little flock, your Father gives pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. So set your affections. Amen. Jeremiah says in Lamentation 3, amen, verse 19. Jeremiah 3, 19. Jeremiah says, remembering what? All mine afflictions. Notice here. He says, man, I remember every one of them. Every sickness, every pain, every suffering, everything I've gone through. He says, I still got it in remembrance. And my all my misery, my wormwood. You remember wormwood? But you ever Calvin and Hobbes, the teacher's name was Miss Wormwood. You know, <laughs> what a name for a teacher, Miss Wormwood. You know, bitterness and all that stuff. He says, I remember all my misery and afflictions and wormwood and gall. He says, man, I still have these things in remembrance, and my soul, you know, have it. And what did it do? They keep me humble. They keep me in a solid relationship with Jesus Christ. My meekness. Amen. I'm humbled about what is going on. And he says, I recall to my mind that I, I went through all this stuff and I got hope. He says, I haven't forgot it. So he says, I'm, I can remember where I was, so now I got hope. You know, it's through the patience and comfort of Scripture. Notice what he said. He says, it's because it's the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Because His compassion fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Every morning. His mercies are new. Again, afresh. Amen. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. God never promised anything that He's not going to come to pass. We just have got to learn how to wait upon God. And you remember the message I preached a few weeks ago about Abraham and Isaac. Amen. How, I meant it, I meant, and Lot. After God got Lot out of the way, He got His promise. Because God told Him, don't, you leave home. You don't take anything with you. Leave your kindred. But he took him with him. And he had all kinds of problems. Amen. But after he got rid of Lot, what happened? He got his promise. Amen. The Lord is faithful. Amen. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's not going to let you go through things you can't, can't deal with. He wants you to trust him. He'll step in right on time. That's Job. Amen. When it's all said and done, when God knows you can't handle it anymore, He steps in. But He wants you to build up yourself on your most holy faith. He wants you to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Because if you go through it, you know what? Now you got hope. That's why Romans 5 says, Amen. It says, you know, we have excess by the Spirit under Christ. And we rejoice, what? And tribulations, no, the tribulations work what? Patience. And patience experience. And experience hope. And hope make us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Amen. Paul says in Romans 8, 24, I think he says, he says, we're saved by hope. See? But hope that is seen is not hope. 
Well, if I see what I want, what, where's my, what does it need me hoping for? Uh, he said, but we're saved by it, but if, 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 but if we hope for that, we see not. Are you going to wait for it? Patiently wait for it. Amen. Just keep doing what you know to do is right. Just keep serving God with your heart, mind, soul, and strength. He knows He's going to come. He that will come will come and will not tarry. You know, you ever read John 4 when the woman is having a conversation with Jesus at the well? You know, and she finally she gets to a point and she says to Jesus, I, you must be a prophet, you know, to tell me all this stuff, you know. And then all of a sudden she turned to Jesus and Jesus says, you know, she says, well, you know what? She says, we know that Messiah, which is called Christ, when he comes, he's going to tell us all things. She knew. She said, when he get here, he's going to tell us all things. He's telling her all her whole life, right before, right? And she said, well, I know when he gets here. Jesus said, well, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know? And immediately she leaves the water pots and take off. It says, come see a man that told me everything ever I did. Is not this to Christ. Because she knew he was coming. She was waiting. They were waiting. That's why Samaria was turned upside down. They knew. Amen. And we have the same promises of God. And so we need to get in the habit of waiting on God and not thinking things strange. And trust Him because His grace is sufficient. His divine love and unmerited favor towards us will come soon. Amen. Amen. Number six. Remember that what you are going through, others have already endured. See? So you could just read Jeremiah, Lamentation 3, and Jeremiah says, Man, I remember all my afflictions. Think about how many years ago that was. <laughs> and you now, you read it, and you go, Man, I'm not the first one. <laughs> he's done told me he's gone through his and he's got hope because <laughs> God brought him through it. He says, this is of the Lord's mercy that I'm not consumed. You know, if it took him out, he wouldn't be able to say, it. I remember what God did. <laughs> you know, no, you can only say that when you know God came through for you. That's why Jeremiah says, man, he's my portion, said my soul. Therefore, I have hope. Amen. He'll come through. Just hold on. That's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, throw us in there. Our God, whom we serve, delivers. If don't, we're still not going to bow. You know? But I got a promise he's going to be there when I pass through the fire, when I go through the things in my life. He, he's going to show up. Amen. So no matter the afflictions, amen, we need to realize that our eternal reward... It's greater. Amen. Look, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 through, uh, I think it's like 18. We might read a little bit. But notice the post, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He says, we're troubled on every side. Not the stress. Got troubles coming from everywhere, but it don't stress me out. He says, we're Perplex, but we're not despair. 
We're confused, but we're not hopeless. Sometimes we don't understand it all, but the song said we understand it better by and by, right? People talk about us, but we're not forsaken. Amen. Knocked down. Sometimes the winds get knocked out of ourselves, but we're still here. <laughs> we're not destroyed. We're always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus might be manifested in our bodies. See, we're still revealing Him. But we which live always delivered unto death for Christ Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus might be manifested in our mortal flesh. Amen. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith. Amen. You got the same spirit I got. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the same spirit of faith that I got. You know, oh, pastor, you're so much stronger in the Lord. Nope. You got the same spirit. You know, you got feel. I got feel. <laughs> you know, it's all about what you do with it. Amen. According as it is written, I believe, and therefore I spoke, as I also believe, and therefore I speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. I think Paul says, rejoice, rest with us. For the Lord shall descend from heaven with the shout and the voice of our chains and the trump of God and dead in Christ shall rise first. Those of us remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in there and so shall we all be with the Lord. He says, comfort one another with these words. We're going to be with him. It's only for a moment. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound unto the glory of God. For which cause we don't quit. We don't faint. We don't give up. We don't throw in the towel. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Amen. For our light afflictions, <laughs> They're forever and ever and ever and ever, right? They're only for a moment. <laughs> Our light afflictions, they're only for a moment. They ain't gonna last forever. They're only for a moment. Which work it for us a more and eternal and exceeding weight of glory. They're only preparing us for what is coming, the reward. Amen. While we look at not the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. So your light afflictions, they're only for a moment. So keep rejoicing. Keep praising God. Keep trusting Him. Keep believing Him. And He's going to get you through it all. Amen. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Know where you're going. Prepare yourself. Amen. Know that things are going to come. Prepare yourself. Pray. Push. Pray until something happens. Amen. Hold on. He's coming. Amen. Believe in Him. Amen. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Get into your Word of God. Dig out some gold nuggets. Amen. The Scripture says in Psalms 119, 19, Open thou my eye that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. Amen. Purposing yourself. Amen. I'm going to make a difference in my life. Amen. 
Praise God. Know where you're going. Because the affliction sometimes, is, is, it could be to try to hinder you from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes the people realize if they get into the mindset, if the enemy can get you into the mindset of thinking you're going to get sick, you're going to have all kinds of afflictions if you go to foreign fields or go into places, he knows you hinder the gospel. See, you got to be an overcomer. You know, most of our missionaries will tell you when they go to a foreign country, I, I guarantee you every one of them gets sick. I mean, every one of them gets some disease. Sometimes you never shake it, you know. And the enemy would love for to keep you out of it. I mean, I've had some sickness that I just thought, man, this is it. This is it. This is it. I, I'm going to die, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, but you just stand on your most holy faith. You know, and you just keep going and keep going and you keep going and you trust God and, you know, you prepare. You know, you go through something once like that, the next time you prepare. You know, you take diarrhea tablets with you, you know, you take your own snacks, you take your own water, you know, you learn stuff. You know, when you go to foreign countries a lot of times, you, the next time around, you know, okay, did I get this because I drank the water there? Because my system was not attuned to it? Should I have taken a shot, you know, to take care of this thing? You learn all this kind of stuff. You go back to study the country or the country before you're going through. A lot of times you, it'll tell you what diseases are there and what shots you should have, you know. And they want you to do it. And they want you to get billed up for it. And, you know, I can remember we, me and my wife had to take the yellow fever shot. We had to take Japanese encephalitis shots and all kinds of stuff over when we go into certain countries, you know. They says, you know, you go into this country, you should have this shot. So we go to the TMC, we get this shot. You know, take this with you. You know, have it ready. So you prepare yourself. Amen. And that's the way, the same way you're preparing yourself when you go into a foreign country to uh, deliver the gospel. You know, you have to prepare yourself for anything else that's coming, you know, against you. Preparation. Amen. Prepare. Prepare. Get yourself ready for these things. Amen. That's just like sometimes if the enemy can keep you from going into the ghetto to preach or to tell the gospel. He knows you won't go in there if he can put fear in you. If you think you're going to get hurt, you think you're going to catch something, you won't go in and share the gospel. You know? But you prepare yourself. You know, prepare what is in there. Think about what is before you. Amen. And you can, you can do it. Amen. Praise God. God is with you. So we need to prepare ourselves in prayer and, and what we're going through. Amen. Choose faith. Choose faith over fear. Amen. False evidence appearing real as all fear is. Amen. But God does not give you the spirit of fear. He's giving you power. He's giving you love. He's giving you a sound mind. Amen. And so, therefore, you can't allow fear to stop you from going forward. Amen? He'll get you through it. Light afflictions, they're only for a moment. They're working in you a more eternal and exceeded weight of glory. Amen? So, choose faith over fear. Amen? Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Amen? Sometimes the things you can prepare yourself is realize don't be a glutton when you go into countries. You know, a lot of times, you know, sharing the gospel, 
you know, people think they got to eat everything that's set before them, you know, in their foreign countries. Well, you learn real quick. No, you don't. You better be very selective the first time around, you know, because you you never know. My wife used to always hold the babies, you know, and stuff so she wouldn't have to eat a lot of the stuff, you know. You know, yeah, it worked for her, you know, but I would have to, you know, be the hardcore, you know, and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, I was a guinea pig a lot of times, but, uh, but, <laughs> but it, but it worked, it worked, you know, even Solomon tells us in Proverbs 23, 1 and 2, he says, you've a man given the appetite. He says, man, you better put a knife to your throat. <laughs> Especially when you're going in some of these countries, I'm telling you, you know, you have to you make sure that, you know, and I and I know a lot of people, man, they, oh, I've seen some of these kids go on missions trips and I just laugh at them because they want to come in. Oh, God, he's calling me. I'm going to, you know, well, go right ahead. <laughs> you know, you try to give them warning. You try to tell them, but, you know. And the next thing you know, they're all sick and bent over, you know, and half, half dead. I said, well, I told you not to eat it. You know, you, you don't have to prove anything to anybody here. You don't have to prove anything, you know. You got to have wisdom and knowledge. You, you're no good to nobody. you laying up in the bed sick. When if you have, have just listened, you could have still been productive <laughs> and stuff. So, Amen. You know, and like I said, you don't have to prove anything because, you know, if you get sick. I got a dear pastor friend. I mean, he, he, he travels and he goes to Africa. He goes all over the world, actually. And he carries a sheet of paper with every vegetable on it. There he is because he can't eat vegetables. And in Asia, vegetables is part of their diet. You know, but when we would go to a place to eat. He'd pull out his sheet and show it. And he says, I can't have any of this. Because you know, if, if I get it, I'm going to get sick as a dog. It's going to hurt me. And the, the restaurant staff would accommodate him. You know, the translator would explain what he had going on, you know, and show them the picture. And they say, okay. And they'd look at the menu and find something that he could eat. So, it, so you know, because he would be no good if he's sick and he's the main speaker, you know. So, but he, but he did. So, and so we have to use wisdom when we are we are doing these things. Amen. You know, so when the afflictions come, we we have to be ready to, to and deal with them. Amen. And to continue to trust God and walk by faith. Amen. And not by sight. Amen. Overcoming the temptation of persecution. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all men of evil falsely against you from us. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. So persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Amen. So when hostility and things come against you, the church has always been persecuted from the inception. You know, you don't, you don't even get out of the third, fourth chapter of Acts, man. At the new inception, they're being persecuted. Amen. The enemy is trying to stop the gospel from being spread. Amen. And so, therefore, we have to realize that sometimes we will be persecuted. 
Even Paul told Timothy, he said, they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You know, so we see it, we see it coming a lot today. You know, it's overseas. Pretty soon it'll work its way here. You know, is is not to the point over uh, in America yet as it is overseas. You know, a lot of places, but but here, you know, is more verbal right now. You know, in a lot of in a lot of places, overseas is 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 more killing. You know, but you know, if if we continue to allow America to go the route it's going, we we can see a lot of persecution. You know killing and stuff of Christians here and stuff in America the same way, you know. So we have to make sure, you know, is to pray. We have to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. We've got to trust God. We've got to believe God and stand firm, amen, so that we can overcome these things that is coming against us, amen. Paul told Timothy, he says, But thou hast known, fully known my doctrine, manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my long suffering, my charity, my patience, my persecutions, my afflictions, which came upon me at Antioch and Corium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endure, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Amen. Second Timothy three ten. He says everything that I. He says you know Timothy, everything I've gone through. He says but the Lord delivered me out of them all. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Notice the scriptures. I'll get you through it. Amen. You've got to build up yourself on the Word of God. The Word of God will get you through it, for the Word of God is quick, it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. It is our road map. The Word of God brings so much encouragement and strength to us so that we can endure things when it comes. Amen. The promises of God are yea. And amen. We stand on the word of God because in the beginning was the word. Amen. You know, it's just so much insurance and comfort in that word. Amen. That builds us and strengthens us and holds us and guides us and directs us. Amen. And to all true. Amen. The prayer life that we build, the word that we hide in our hearts are all designed to help us get through any affliction any kind of temptation, anything that we go through, it is designed to help us to get through it. As Paul says in Romans fifteen four, for the things which was written afore was written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, might have hope. Amen. Notice, it was written before for you and me. Generation to generation shall declare the goodness of the Lord to the next generation. Amen. They prepared the, the road map for us. They told us things was going to happen. They prepared us. They says, amen. Let's write this stuff down. Let's, let's get it 
and keep it for them so those coming behind us will be able to endure the same that we were able to endure all the way to the end. As Paul says to Timothy, I fought a good fight. I finished my course and I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, whom the righteous judge shall give unto me. And not unto me, but all those that love his appearing. You're looking for the coming of the Lord? Amen. Just hold on to the word of God. Hide it in your heart. Amen. And it'll get you through anything that you're facing and going through in your life. As disciples of Christ, we will face adversity and discouragement, afflictions and persecution for our faith and belief in Christ. These temptations are to hinder the gospel from being shared by you to a lost and dying world. But we have many exceeding and precious promises from God. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. Isaiah fifty nine nineteen. Therefore, as James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Amen. So that concludes overcoming temptation. Amen. Hopefully you'll be able to press on towards the mark. Amen. Next month we start. There'll be no Bible study next Wednesday night. Because we'll be at family camp. And so, but then we'll pick up after that. Amen. So, but uh, don't forget, Saturday mornings, men's prayer, 8 o'clock. Then guys grow at 9. Amen. Come and let's bring some men. Let's have a get-together. Enjoy life. Sunday morning church, discipleship, prayer, and church. Amen. Mission Sunday. Amen. This Sunday is Mission Sunday. Don't forget your faith promises. Amen. Family camp. Pray for family camp. Go to family camp. Amen. Look around. You don't see someone here tonight. Pray for them. Amen. Encourage and build them up in the name of the Lord. Amen. Father, we exalt you again tonight. We truly appreciate your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness, God, and all that you continue to do for us. Lord Jesus, words can never express enough thanksgiving to you of how you prepare and plan and make ways for us, God, where there always seems to be no way. You are the glory and you are the lifter up of our heads tonight, God. And I thank you for your goodness and your mercy, which endure day by day. Thank you for your covering and protection over your people, this church, our church family, our loved ones and everything that you have given us. Continue to bind the strong man of uncleanliness, Lord God, in this city, and this county, O oh God, and root out everything that's not like you. Go into every home and every house, O oh God. Touch every backslider's heart, O oh God. Let healing flow. Let deliverance take place. God, take and make ways where there seems to be no way, Jesus. We truly appreciate you. We love and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Dismiss in the name of